Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. Hello, vampire lovers. The sun is going down, and you know what that means. It's time for me to record another episode of my podcast, The Beautiful Dead. As always, I am your host, Alina Nazari, and this is a little bit different. You're actually catching me right after a workout. So it's it's about an hour before dawn. I go work out very, very early, I guess late in the night, early in the morning while the sun is still down and nobody's at the gym. That's how I prefer it. So if you're on YouTube, you get to see me with wet hair because I just got out of the shower because I just did legs. So I may or may not be able to stand up out of this chair at the end. <laughs> if you would like to reach me, the easiest way, go to linanazari.com. You'll see links to everything. You'll see ways to contact me. Or if you're an old soul like me, email me. That is lena at linanazari.com. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see that, you know, normally I like to wear black and I'm not today. That is because I've lost so much weight at this point that now things are not fitting, which is a good problem to have, I guess. But uh, when I hit my goal weight, I'm going to go buy a whole new wardrobe. So if you guys want to give me some ideas, I will be listening. What kind of clothes should I buy? I'm just telling you, it's mostly going to be blacks and grays. I do like a good sapphire blue and a ruby red, but uh, I don't know. I'm already sidetracked. We are now, we're like two and a half minutes into the podcast. I'm already sidetracked. This is why I have to have notes. Yeah, uh, email me at lena at lenanazari.com. I do respond to all my emails as well as DMs. If you have direct messaged me on social media, sent me videos, whatever, it may be lost. I get so much that sometimes I lose stuff. So if you haven't heard from me, send it again. I probably haven't seen it. If you'd like to meet me, my next appearance will be here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is just as smoky and gray and gross as you probably are imagining. Uh, I will be at MomentoCon August 5th and 6th. This con has a special place in my not beating heart because it, MomentoCon 1 was the very first place I set up my book. Bite Shift had just come out. I had no idea what I was doing. Everybody was so kind to me and so sweet and so loving. So I will always pick MomentoCon, even if there's a bigger opportunity. I will always go to MomentoCon because it has a special place in my heart. So I will be there August 5th and 6th here in Pittsburgh. And my friend Caitlin is coming and she makes my favoritest candles. So come see her too. Speaking of giving shout outs, the Vampire Tea tonight, we're doing um, Brides of the Damned because I do want to sleep at some point, so I don't want caffeine. And there's lots of beautiful, lovely ladies in tonight's um, uh, movie. So I went with Brides of the Damned. This is a green tea and it has nectarine in it and I'm like obsessed with this tea. So we're gonna do Brides of the Damned. Um, go check out Vampire Tea Company. Uh, Stavros is my boy. He's also my fangsmith. So if you'd like a new pair of fangs, go check him out. Get some tea and some fangs. 
All right, next appearance after MomentoCon will be in DC, my birthday weekend. I will be at Supernatural DC. It's actually Arlington, Virginia, just a stone's throw away from where I grew up. So if you'd like to come have a drink with me or get a bite uh, for my birthday, come check me out in DC. And I'm gonna go ahead and announce this. It literally just happened. So normally the Fanged family hears first, I mean, they're still going to hear first because I'm going to shoot them an email right after this and this video doesn't drop until later, but I will be at Nashville, Supernatural Nashville. I'm sorry. They're now calling it Creation Con. I have to stop doing that. I will be at Creation Con uh, in Nashville, December 8th through the 10th. I'm super excited about that. This is the one that I had to cancel last year uh, due to illness and stuff. So um, we'll be there, Nashville, for, for the holidays. I'm very excited for that one. And I might be able to coax the real Jeremy and Logan to come out and say hi to you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. And then my favoritest of cities, I will be in um, New Orleans the, for the new year, January 5th and 6th. So come check me out there. Sorry, 5th through 7th. Um, watch my fanged family or just go to my website to see my appearances. It is July 1st. You know what that means. It means it's time to draw a tarot. So we do this live for anybody new to this. We do this live. So for my podcast people, I'm very sorry. I know that the mic like super picks this up here. Let's move this away. I'm really sorry, but I want you guys to know that I'm drawing this in real time. I'm not making it up. And for those of you who think I am amazing, I do have to use a cheat sheet. I, I know a lot of these cards, but I don't know them all. So I always like to use my cheat sheet when I pull my cards. So let's see what the universe is giving me for July. I'm going to tell you June was, let's not do June again. That's all I'm saying. So I'm hoping July will be a good one. One more shuffle. Welcome back, podcasters. I just cut something out. If you're not watching YouTube and listening, uh, you'll you'll not know that I just cut something out. All right, here we go. Come on, July. <sighs> Come on. Don't do me wrong. Don't do me dirty. All right, the lovers. Union, harmony, love, attraction, finding balance in your life, balance within yourself, bringing value, making important decisions. You'll be faced with a very... Um, you have a major choice to make or you're faced with a dilemma. You might be feeling uncertain about situations, people in your life and what direction you should take. Oh my God, is that true? Don't automatically go for the easy road. Make sure you have all the information, make the right decision, even if it seems like a difficult path that will lead to greater things. In the area of love, it's a soulmate card. Soulmate, are you out there? Money and career, business partnership between two people, possibility of getting romantically involved with a work colleague. Nope. Uh, be cautious about mixing business with pleasure. Make sure you know the risks involved. May seem like you're faced with an undesirable choice, but that's not actually the case. Gather all the facts. Spirituality. You're going to find harmony within yourself. Yeah, we talked about that one. Health indicate that you're making good decisions regarding your health. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. I've definitely taken control of my health and wellness. That is for sure. So, all right, guys, looks like in July, I'm going to be faced with some decisions. I'm going to have to make a big choice and it might not necessarily seem like an easy path, but 
it will lead to greater things. All right, lovers, the lovers card for July. So let's put that behind us here so that I can look at that and um, think about it throughout July. All right, everybody. I think that's enough. <laughs> 10 minutes in and I'm just now starting to talk. Alrighty. If you've never watched or listened to this before, spoiler alert, I will ruin everything. I will tell you who hooks up with who, all that good stuff. You, you guys know the spiel. So spoiler alert, we are talking about Vamps, the 2017 or 2012 comedy by Amy Heckerling. Um, for those of you who didn't listen last week, July is vampire comedies. Oh, this might be a good time to tell you guys something. Hopefully you're still listening. I, I, I see the, I see the statistics on YouTube and people are clicking off like mere minutes in. So if you made it to here, I am taking a break in August. I will not be posting anything in August. I need a break. I am overwhelmed. I'm drowning. I'm behind on writing. I'm behind on the audiobook. I'm behind on responding to people. I need a break from the podcast. So I hope you understand. July will be vampire comedies and then we will um, skip August. I need a break. And then I will be refreshed for spooky season and I will be back in September. And I promise I have very good things planned for September and October. So there will be nothing in August. All right. Vamps, the 2012 comedy uh, with Miss Alicia Silverstone. And there's boy, is there a ton of familiar faces in this one. So let's get into it. Stacy and Goody are two vampires enjoying life in New York City. Goody has turned in 1841 by the vampire Ciceris. After leaving the man she fell in love with in the 1960s, she struggled with her life as a vampire until Stacy was turned by Ciceris sometime during, during the early 1990s. Goody was able to teach Stacy how to use her new abilities, like sustaining themselves on rat blood, while Stacy helps Goody stay youthful and trendy. Goody keeps her actual age a secret because she is afraid of being viewed as old by Stacy. While at a vampire meeting, Goody discovers that if their maker or stem, Ciceris, is ever killed, she and Stacy would revert to their human ages. While working at a hospital as an exterminator, Goody runs into her ex-boyfriend Danny, whom she's not seen since the 1960s. They reconnect under the pretense that she is Goody's daughter, but Danny eventually learns the truth when he sees her bite into another man to prevent a stroke. When she asks why she left when he asks why she left him, Goody explains that even though she loved him, she did not want to stand in the way of him finding someone that he could actually build a life with. Meanwhile, the government is using the Patriot Act to track down vampires, causing panic amongst the Vampires Anonymous group. Goody comes up with a plan to delete and change all the information about all the vampires in the New York area during a solar eclipse. After they succeed, the vamps throw a party for both human and non-human feeders, but all is endangered by the threat of Ciceris, who didn't attend and massacred an entire restaurant full of people. Stacy begins a relationship with a young college student named Joey, who it is revealed that he is the son of the infamous vampire slayer Dr. Van Helsing, who is in town to find and kill vampires. After spending the night at Joey's place, he sees Stacy crawling down the side of an apartment building in order to get home before the sun. Despite his initial shock, Joey accepts that Stacy is a vampire and the two resume dating. Stacy soon discovers she is pregnant. 
and is informed that the baby will not survive unless she becomes human again, which can only happen if they kill Ciceris. The girls team up with Joey and Dr. Van Helsing, and after a struggle, they end up killing Ciceris so Stacy can keep her baby and have a future with Joey. Stacy looks relatively the same despite being 40 years old now, but Goody rapidly ages into an old woman. Revealing her actual age, Goody accompanies Joey and Stacy into Times Square, where Goody reminisces about her life. As the sun rises, she disintegrates into ash. A few years later, Stacy and Joey show up at Dr. Van Helsing's house to pick up their young daughter, whom they have named Goody. As Van Helsing plays with his granddaughter, he notices the little girl sports a set of vampire fangs, and rather than being horrified, he seems amused. Guys, this movie is just as cute as it sounds. Let's get into it. Vampire references and crossovers. So, there is a vampire in the Sanguine's Anonymous Vampire Group named Tepish. I think we all know who that is. And he makes all these, like, funny little practical jokes. Not practical, but, like, throughout the movie, he's seen impaling things. So, he, like, skewers food and stabs a knitting needle into it. So, there's, like, a lot of impaling jokes, which made me laugh. And then, of course, the vampire hunter is named Van Helsing. We know who that is. And he is a descendant of the Van Helsing from Dracula. He's not supposed to be immortal. And then the girls have a friend named Renfield, who's like a human servant. So interesting trivia. Um, Wallace Shawn plays Van Helsing. And then, of course, Alicia Silverstone plays Goody. And, of course, he plays her dad in Clueless. So I was like, oh, that's cute. They're back together. All right. So before we start, let me explain a stem. So in this universe, there are stems, and stems are the originators of a vampire line. So there's the Transylvanian stem, that's Sepish, and then there's like a Hungarian stem and an African stem. So think of them like the originals from Vampire Diaries, and if you kill the stem, everyone below them turns back to their chronological age. So that's what you need to know about a stem. That's what they call them took me a second when I was watching to understand what they were saying. All right, relationships to humans. So they call humans day players, which is cute. There's a human in their group named Renfield who's like a human servant, and he keeps begging them to turn him. It's really cute. There are humans who are aware of vampires, and then they kind of help the vampires with their daytime needs. The vampires walk amongst them, interact with humans, even fall in love with humans. And then, of course, there's also hunters relationship to animals so the only thing i know about this is that they can feed on animals but you never see them like have power over animals appearance they appear they appear completely human um, they are pale and when they mesmerize their irises glow yellow other than that in the fangs you would never know and the fangs so they have two sharp canines on each side that are retractable except for the ukrainian line um, they have two sharp retractable fangs in the front, almost like rat teeth. Blood. Yes, they do have to drink blood. So they do make it clear that, yes, you can survive on animal blood. However, human blood tastes better and it is the best for you. Um, and they belong to this like sanguines anonymous group for vampires that don't want to feed off a human. So it's like an addiction group. It's cute. I keep saying cute because that's exactly what this movie is. Sunlight, yep, they cannot be out in the sunlight, um, and they use the singing of the birds to remind them to get home. 
food. They never eat food, but but there's like no aversion to garlic. That doesn't work in this world. Um, they do sleep in coffins and they do have to sleep on the dirt of their homeland. So that's an old one. You don't see that one too much anymore. Holy items do not work on them and they don't have reflections and mirrors and they can't be captured on film or video. And another rule, they have to follow the summons of their stem. So Ciceros will summon them and they have to follow that and they have to go to Ciceros. Powers. They can mesmerize, teleport, climb down walls, and float, uh, which are actually really, really good powers. So they have some good powers for vampires. Um, and they can make whole rooms forget what they've seen. So their mesmerization powers are very, very good. How are they made? So first, they refer to being turned as being awakened. So they would say like, well, what year were you awakened? Now, only a stem can make a new vampire. So all these vampires under the stem cannot create new vampires. Only the stem can. And it's the classic full embrace. Vamp drinks from the human, human drinks from the vamp. And then once you're awakened, you are the best version of yourself. So we see someone turned or awakened who is dying of cancer. And when she's awakened, she's got gorgeous hair and she's gorgeous and her boobs are perky. And so like the best of the best. Now, it is never explained to us how the stem was made. So how was Seppish made vampire? How was Ciceros made vampire? We don't know that. My impression is that like each of them were created possibly in a different way, uh, but I don't know that because it's never explained. Now, at the end, uh, Stacy and Joey's vampire sprouts fangs. So that implies that she's a dampier. So that's interesting. So she got pregnant while she was vampire, but then she turned human. And of course the father was human. So that implies the baby's a dampier, which means that dampiers are a thing in here, but that's how the movie ends. So we don't know. Do they have a heartbeat and do they breathe? This is never addressed. How do they die? So like I said, if a stem is killed, all of their progeny turn back to their chronological age. And then at one point in the um, Sanguine's anonymous group, they said, we all know that so-and-so fell prey to a tragic daylight savings accident. That made me laugh out loud. That's hilarious. To kill a vampire, sunlight, stake to the heart, beheading. Now, stems are much harder to kill. And they say the only surefire way to kill a stem is beheading. However, it's more complicated than that because they behead Ciceros. She, her body comes and finds the head and lifts it up and puts it on. So you actually have to behead them and then you have to lock the head away. That's the only way to stop them. And then of course, when Goody's stem is killed, she rapidly ages and then turns to dust since she is over 200 years old. Are they good or are they bad? As per the usual, in this world, being awakened does not automatically make you bad or automatically make you good. You choose what you're going to be. So the girls only drink animal blood. They belong to a support group with other vampires that don't want to kill humans. And Seppish has joined this group. Um, but the girl's stem, Ciceros, is horrible. She kills like a whole restaurant full of people. She does not have any remorse for the way that she treats people at all. Tropes I love and tropes I hate. Okay, so tropes I love. I love the idea of a hunter bloodline. 
So like we kind of see this with the Slayer. We kind of see this in, in Vampire Diaries with the Gilberts. Like the idea that, or, or Guillermo in What We Do in the Shadows is a prime example. The idea that you're like born into a line of hunters. I love that idea. And I love the hunter, vampire, falling in love thing. The trope. The forbidden love trope. I love that. You know, we see it with Buffy and Spike. We see it with so many things. And in this one, it's Van Helsing's son falling in love with a vampire. And you know I love the use of flashbacks in a vampire movie. And that is used very well here. Goody will tell stories of like, oh, that building used to be this. And you get to see this like old-timey flashback. So it's really neat. And every time they question her like, well, how do you know that? She'd be like, the History Channel. Tropes I hate. I don't like the trope where if the originator of the line is killed, either the progeny turn human or the progeny die. I really don't like that. Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess it's, it's, it, we see this in the vampire diaries too, right? We see this in the originals that if one of the, um, originals dies, then you now, I just realized my shirt was unbuttoned and I was like, Oh, I'm showing off a lot. Um, if one of the Michelsons dies, then anyone under that line also dies. That really raises the stakes, no pun intended. Uh, I don't like that one. It just makes me nervous. Not a fan. All right, let's go into the ratings. How scary or evil are the vampires of vamps? Okay, so they have a ton of powers. So you have to remember that. And they are not easy to kill, especially the stems. The stems are very hard to kill. That being said, if a stem dies, the whole line goes back. So that's something to think of. That's a very quick way to kill a lot of vampires. They're also bound to the by the sun. And there's like a whole bunch of vampire hunters in this world working within Homeland Security and MI6, um, having using the Patriot Act to track these vampires down. Um, and they have to follow the summons of their stems. So that's another weakness you have to bear in mind. So I kind of went back and forth with this one because the powers are so good, but they also have some pretty serious weaknesses. So middle of the road, five out of 10 stakes to the heart for scariness and evil. They have the, the possibility of being very, very bad, but there's a lot of morality and like weaknesses. So middle of the road, five out of 10. How sexy or alluring are the vampires of vamps? So this is tough when you're rating a comedy because the vampires are made to be silly. So let's just look at it all. They love sex. We see that with Stacy and Joey and Vadim is clearly extremely horny. So we know they love sex. Um, they stay the age they're turned, so a lot of them are very, very good-looking. They're the best versions of themselves. So you know my process. I'll sit back and say, okay, well, are they more sexy than scary? With the powers that they have and the ability to, like, wipe out an entire room of humans should they want, I think they're more scary than sexy, but not much more. So we're going to do 4.5 out of 10 onks for sexiness and allure. What hurts them is that humans are able to say no to them. It's not like they have a special draw. They can't, you don't walk into a room and the humans just like come to you unwillingly. Uh, they love sex, but it doesn't mean that they can get it any easier than anybody else. My thoughts.
really needed this. I really did. It's fun. It's silly. If you know all of the vampire lore and stereotypes, it really plays into that. If you're a fan, you will catch all of the jokes and you will just love it. I loved how some of the things came up. Like um, one of them was Stacy's. Stacy's dating Joey. Joey's parents are like, she's kind of pale, don't you think? So she tries to get some color to her skin and she ends up spray painting her skin with light brown, which had me like howling. I love that they use the solar eclipse to like show up at the tax office during daylight to get everything changed and they like mesmerize accountants and um, customs guys and all sorts of things to like get everything updated in the system. There's so many famous faces in this. Ciceris, the stem, is played by Sigourney Weaver, and she is brilliant in it. Brilliant. She's so good. And she uses her, like, she summons the girls so that they'll try on dresses so she can see what they will look like because she doesn't have a reflection. I was, I was, like, cackling. It was so funny. And you wouldn't think that a comedy would get to you. I'm very hard. I'm a hard person, so I don't get emotional often. I mean, if, when I get emotional, it's usually rage. To get me tearing up is tough. And at the end, when Goody's like aging and turning to dust, their goodbye had me tearing up. And that is it for this one. Very fun. If you just need something lighthearted. You know how I'm always saying, like, if you want to watch a vampire movie with somebody who doesn't necessarily like vampires, this is one of those. You can watch it with somebody who wants to watch a comedy, isn't necessarily into vampires, but they'll like this one. It's fun. Lots of famous people. It's funny. Everybody knows the basics about vampires, so they'll get all the jokes. So this is one to watch. Next week, we are going to do one that I have not seen in a long time, and I'm ready to go back. That is the 1992 hit movie... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we'll be doing the movie. I, if you want the TV show, I already did it. So we will be doing the movie. I don't. It's been a while since I've seen it, and I'll be excited to see how it's changed in my eyes now. But um, I am going to watch it on HBO Max, the Max app. Uh, I'm sure there's other ways that you can watch it, but I will be watching the OG movie with Christy Swanson and Luke Perry and David Arquette, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So be ready for that in a week. Um, thank you guys so much for joining, for sticking it out. And I wish you wicked hugs, bloody kisses, and a happy 4th of July. Good evening.